Hi, this is Roger Green, host of the Surfing and National Tsunami podcast. This weekend, we are offering six conversations from episode 42, our review of last week's SLD Summit, plus from the vault, a conversation from what was called the NAFLD Summit back in 2022. This conversation starts with the regular co-hosts, John Schottenberg, Louise Campbell, and me congratulating Sven Franke on the design of the SLD Summit program. In response to questions, Sven discusses how the organizers began to shape a broader agenda for the conference even before the nomenclature was adopted, and how they broadened it further after the nomenclature acceptance at ESL Congress, particularly in terms of its impact on MET-ALD. Jorn responds that he feels the expanded focus made the meeting more robust and goes on to highlight sections he liked best. After I ask about anticipated changes in future programs, Sven discusses the tremendous value he saw in having younger researchers present and get feedback from more senior colleagues. Louise Campbell concurs on this point and, as the conversation ends, comes back to discuss again the benefits of MET-ALD as a disease classification. The SLD Summit 2023 revealed some of the new energy and areas for research brought about by the nomenclature change and presented existing new concepts for basic science and drug development, all of which promises a very exciting future for little researchers. These interviews with Sven Franke and Hannes Hockstrom capture some of the excitement and novel concepts, so just uh, sit back, listen, learn, enjoy. When you're done, join the dialogue on our LinkedIn discussion group. Jörn Schattenberg. From my side, uh, Sven, uh, to you and the co-organizers, congratulations to a great uh, SLD summit. Uh, I enjoyed it tremendously. Mm -hmm. Sven Frank. Yeah, it's nice to have this positive feedback. Thank you. Roger Green. In fact, Sven, watching it on video, it felt different. Uh, having been in Dublin last year, it felt uh, different. It felt more energetic. And some of the topics felt a little more interesting and far-reaching. And uh, Jorn made that comment yesterday inside Hannes. So as one of the folks who organized the meeting, I'm wondering what exactly you, how the nomenclature change which yesterday Jorn and Hannes felt made a difference and I felt made a difference or anything else about the meeting plan might have led to having such a successful and interesting and diverse agenda. There are, I think, several elements to it because the nomenclature did incorporate it a little bit in the original program. But of course, at the time we made the program, we were not sure that the process would have been finalized by the moment of what then still was called the ESON FLD Summit. So until then, we focused in the program first of all i wanted to tackle some subjects that usually are not that routinely covered in in most of our nafld now slt meetings some aspects like the circadian rhythm the sexual dimorphism that kind of issues and also the, the other organizers wanted to cover some points of discussion like the biopsy the non-invasive tests but not in the usual way but really trying to focus on where are the current gaps in knowledge and how can we try to solve them. That was really what, what we wanted to bring into the discussion, really trying to identify areas where we still have a lot of work to do and bring the people together to discuss really how can we make things move forward, not just saying what's going wrong, but really thinking about how we can solve the problem. That, that was one of the main what they say in French, fil rouge of the program. So that is really what we wanted to achieve. And it was quite broad. We had a very stuffed program. It was very charged, the program, especially on the Friday. We started early morning until very late in the afternoon. Uh, but also we, because we wanted to go from really a deep dive into the basics uh, uh, research and have the researchers together, bridging it to the clinical needs and then ending with the uh, problem of awareness 
and the aspects of, of public health. Now, once we were approaching the uh, summit, of course, we finalized the nomenclature process and we presented it at the Liver Congress in Vienna. And then, first of all, we decided with the ESO governing board to change the name from NFLD Summit to SLD Summit, making it also a little bit broader in terms of topic. We had already a few issues on alcohol in the program, but we emphasized a little bit more on that, and that will, in subsequent SLD summits, be definitely a more important part of the program. And we also change it a little bit, some of the lectures and dedicated a specific session, not to the nomenclature as such, because that's what we presented already in, in Vienna, but to the implications of it and some controversial issues that come with it and how the research agenda should be moved forward by this uh, new nomenclature. So I'm happy to hear that people felt it was different and, and felt that energy and that, that vibe in the meeting. You aren't happy to hear your thoughts on that first. Yeah, I, I think we discussed that um, the the meeting represented the more broader theme we're seeing now in SLD with making very clear that MASLD is the disease we've been studying all these years. All the evidence has been generated. MASH is the disease uh, that we've been studying for many years with regards to steatohepatitis fibrosis, substituting for NASH. And I think that's very important to send that message and not get people that are outside of the field maybe confused. And it's still added in the reality that many clinicians always missed from us by separating the disease so strictly into alcoholic and non-alcoholic. So addressing the MET-ALD, there was a great uh, summary session, we talked about this previously before, and also the ALD field, looking at a continuous uh, disease spectrum with multiple uh, risk factors. Um, I really like the pathophysiological uh, session, Sven, the immune pathophenotype Matthias Heikmiller talked about, but also some of the more exploratory studies and of course the session we had towards the end discussing new treatment uh, options. So I felt it was very round and continued and broadened where we where the field was left with uh, NAFLD previously. So Sven, which of the sessions do you think worked the way you had in mind? And were there anywhere, if you'd had more time, the agenda for that section might have looked a little different? Oh, if I think most of the sessions corresponded really to, to what we had in mind. Looking back at it, I think, but it's always a difficult balance to find and there was already so much we wanted to discuss. But we also had abstracts that were sent in and we had quite an important number. We had about 200 abstracts that were sent in. So there is a, a lot of very original research going on. We offered opportunity for a few to have a short oral presentation, but I think we could quite easily have broadened that and have a longer session with original research and because you have all those young researchers together but also the experts in the field uh, we also had a lot of discussion about yeah what's 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 the best animal model what are the techniques also things that we discussed now, I think it would have been a good opportunity to bring those young researchers and those experienced people more together to discuss the research that is ongoing and the results that emerged from, from the abstract. So that aspect of young researchers presenting their abstracts not to a more general public like in the Liver Congress, but to really that group of experts that is together there, I think that could be very enriching also for those uh, younger people. Louise Campbell. I think that's an excellent potential to be able to do that because the critiquing and the feedback that they would get would be beyond belief with all of the experts in the area. And that enhances the quality of the research that comes out of them in future years, which is obviously what we want. But I was unfortunate enough not to be able to attend the conference this time. But um, the 
the energy that I'm seeing afterwards and a lot of energy about the Meta-ALD subcategory, that seems to have excited people, maybe because it's a, a more defined potentially area for research going forward. Did you get that sense, Sven? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We learned already after the, the, the launch of the, the new nomenclature that it created quite some energy in the field. And I think the fact that we clearly put forward, okay, you have a problem of steatosis, you look at the different causes that can exist, that can be combined in one patient. And we really should do the research now to understand if you have multiple causes, how those causes interact, how they have most probably a synergistic effect and translate into a more rapid progression of the disease and which is the predominant one and which is a contributing factor. So I think it really now gives a framework to do that research. We all know that it's a clinical reality and we do have a few data from an alcoholic liver disease where you see that metabolic risk factors still modify the risk of progression of the disease, but there are very few really high quality studies out there. And on the other hand, in the NAFLD research we have been doing so far, we have excluded patients with alcohol consumption. So there's really a gap there, a group of patients that we do not completely understand that we have been excluding from our research, also from not just the clinical research, but also from clinical trials. So yeah, I think it's it's really something that will be, we have now a framework to, to tackle it better, to generate the data and also to improve the management, hopefully, of, of these patients. Uh, when, once everybody realizes that we need to tackle the different risk factors and we have to, to keep an eye on the different risk factors of disease progression and not just the one that is, of course, predominant, uh, but not to forget the other one. No, and it is interesting. In clinical practice, when I do and work with drug and alcohol, you tend to see more metabolic risks. They've already got AF or they've already got diabetes or pre-diabetic, whereas the liver itself isn't showing any signs of fibrosis, but they are more concerned about developing diabetes and heart disease than the alcohol effect on the liver. So maybe having that sort of element coming back into clinical to be able to target that population now is definitely a positive as far as I can see. And now back to Roger. We hope you've enjoyed this recording. If you have any questions or comments about the content of this conversation or the entire episode, please put them in the review section of the page from which you downloaded this conversation or send an email to questions at surfingnash.com. We'll be back next week with our first round of individual interviews and we'll announce our subjects and topics early in the week. Until then, stay safe, surf on. We'll see you on the podcast. Bye-bye now. <laughs>